don't drink box wine that you stole from a party on the metro <laughs> at midnight Paris. in Paris. We that, did make friends that way. We did make friends by bringing cups. We didn't wine. steal it from a store, we stole it from a party. Yeah, we don't, we're not just thieves. We don't save money on the road by just thieving. No. People weren't going, oh my god, you stole? They were going, yeah! <laughs> you guys are geniuses! This is the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And we bring you the formula to discover travel freedom. Step one, every Thursday, we'll show you how to travel the world in style, full time, for as little as $300 per person per month. Step two, every Monday, we interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. This is Travel Thursdays, episode 011, and our feature destination is Skodra in Albania. In today's episode, our local interview guest, Taku, reveals some of the darker history of Albania. You had a Kalashnikov at seven years old. And discusses the blood feuds that are still going on to this day. So if you kill somebody, yep. I have to kill you. Plus, we discover Albania has some of the most affordable restaurants in Europe. Four dollars for three people to have a meal in a local restaurant is really very affordable. Well, hello everybody. It's Thursday again, so we are talking about saving money on the road and exploring some destinations. Where are we going today? Oh, we're going to be in Albania. Well, we were in Albania we just a few months back. We were visiting Skodra. Or Skoda. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but we're close. But right now, we're going to start up with continuing our series about the five biggest digital nomad expenses, the five main things that really can kill your budget if you don't know how to keep those costs down. Yeah, so number one, transport. Yeah, transport's important. That's coming up in future episode. Number two, accommodation. We've talked about house setting and a few other things before. There's going to be a whole episode specifically on accommodation. Food, which we do like talking about. Yes, and we did talk about food in the last episode. So that was the first major big five thing that we talked about, food, and some tips to keep your costs down. Also naturally going to want entertainment, attractions, and if you're us, booze. Yeah, or tea, or juice, or whatever it is that you like to drink coffee when you go out and have a casual day. Yeah, because as we said, sometimes it's more expensive to get like a tea or a juice than it is to get a beer in some of these countries. So yeah, which is Whatever crazy. you're into, it may be an expense. So yeah, we class entertainment, alcohol, attractions, that's all the same thing. You know, it's, it's like lifestyle beyond the basic things that you have to have. This is the fun part. Yeah. So yeah, that's your number four. And the number five is your business costs. Because of course, if you're a digital nomad, you're gonna spend money on business. If you're just listening to this show to get information about how to travel cheaper, and you're not planning on starting a blog or a business or earning money online, that's not even gonna matter to you. No. But we are gonna focus on that sort of stuff in our Monday episodes. So if you're just into traveling and don't care about making money online, listen to Thursdays. Don't worry about Mondays. It's not that important. Or take a listen anyway, and find out some of the cool reasons that we're making money and don't have to go home. Yeah. We get to travel all the time. It's nice. Okay, so we're a little bit sneaky. Yes, there are five big, big numbers. There's also a sneaky number six that's like a little number that doesn't cost as much. It's not a major expense, but we do spend money on insurance. It's one of those things, if you prefer to be safe on the road, which we do, you don't want to get hit by a car in some random country in the middle of nowhere and then have to be airlifted out and you can't afford to pay for all those bills oh afterwards. Oh my god, anything could happen. Yeah. So you just want to be covered. So as always, we do have our World Nomads discount code. If you are in need of insurance, if you're going somewhere, get it. Don't be silly. Go get insurance and use our discount code. Why not save money? It's going to cover you for your DSLR camera. It's going to cover you for your computer and it's going to cover your ass. Yeah. If you get really, really sick, those bills could skyrocket. It just depends which country you're in and what you're doing. So you've got to be a bit careful with that. Uh, go to 5dollarplanet.com slash worldnomads. Use the code WN5DP, as in $5 Planet, to get 5% off your next policy. Anyway, today we are going to talk about booze Yay! as part of our gym course. We, uh, we like a drink. You may know that. 
If you don't know that, you will learn. You will, you will learn. <laughs> you will learn soon. <laughs> Very soon. We're actually not drinking right now. We usually do have a beer in hand. What's wrong with us? I don't know. We must be ill. I know. <laughs> Maybe a bit later. It's been a very big day today, so maybe yeah. definitely Moreover, it will be it will be later. It has been a big day, and in Monday's episode, you're going to hear a little bit more about what the hell's been happening today because it's been freaking crazy. Oh We've barely God. even got time to record I this will, podcast. I will deserve my wine tonight. Yes, I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, entertainment and booze, we class them as the same thing, but because it's such a big category of stuff, we're going to just talk about booze today. So we like to have a drink, and we like to do it affordably no matter where we go. So, drinking abroad, here are a few tips for doing it much cheaper Plus, um, you know, you might make some random friends along the way. We so, always make friends. Yeah. Go out drinking, stop wasting money on tea, and get a beer down you. I've got this random thing that whenever we're travelling around, people will try and be friendly when we're drinking. It's what it's like my... What is it? My, it's your medium power. My medium power. So it's not a superpower, it's a medium power. It's where people want to befriend me when I'm out in the pub. You attract strangers. Yeah. It's creepy. And not just, not like weird guys or anything, like girls, guys, all, you know, dogs, they, they want to be my friends too. <laughs> they all want to be my friend when we're on the, on the boozy booze. Well, crazy. But yeah, get a beer down you. Not literally down you, you know, don't get so pissed that you ruin your shirts because you are a traveller and your wardrobe is small, you can't afford to ruin all your clothes. Hand washing sucks too. And hand washing sucks. Just drink the beer, don't pour it on yourself, you know, don't piss yourself. Drink responsibly, people. All right, let's go with our three tips. What's number one? Number one, Ritzy Tourist Bars suck. No, they don't suck, but they just cost a lot of money. So Sometimes they suck. Sometimes they're pretty generic and horrible. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, if you want to try and save money, we say keep clear of the tourist bars and and try and find a local drinking hall because that's when you're going to get a more authentic local experience anyway. Anything that's right next to a major attraction is probably full of tourists because that's the easiest place to find. Shortest walking distance. Shortest walking distance. People want to go to the place where they can sit and look at this famous tourist attraction. And hell, you know, if you can afford it, why not have a beer sitting looking at this really cool tourist attraction? It's one of the reasons that you're in the town, right? But if you're trying to save some money, just go and look at the tourist attraction, walk around, take some photos, and then go to some local bar. Because it's going to be more interesting anyway than just sitting with a bunch of tourists. Get to meet some local people, maybe buy someone a beer, or maybe they'll buy you a beer. People often buy us beers once we're like, hey, we're, we're not from round here. And they're like, shit, you'd come away from the tourist bars and come into our bar? This is really cool. And they want to know our story and why we're visiting and talk to us about our home country. And they buy us beer. So that saves us even more money. Yeah, it's awesome. So anywhere that has no English menu is going to be your best. Somewhere that looks like it's full of locals. You know, we found some really cool places that were just off the main street of uh, Montmartre in In Paris. Paris. We found some awesome just like little hole-in-the-wall bars and we were definitely the only tourists in there. Yeah, really close to the Moulin Rouge. There's this whole strip of tourist bars where you're paying like 9 or 10 euros for a beer. And then just off the side street, it's like 5 euros for a beer. And it's all French people. Yeah. And so that was really cool. And some of these places were really interesting decor. They're old traditional bars. They're not all done up. Little caves. Little little Parisian caves. People always ask us then, of course, like, how do you guys find all these places? Because we seem to have this magical knack of finding every local bar ever. And it really does. That is your medium power. That is my medium power of finding local (laughs) bars. I'm really good at that. The thing is, if you look on TripAdvisor, the people who use TripAdvisor are normally English speaking people. Yes, there are foreign people using it as well. But often the top rated bars will be the places that tourists found. If they're the ones tourists found, as we just said, they're probably the tourist bars. They're not the local bars. So if you are going to use TripAdvisor, which isn't normally the best way to find these places, maybe use blogs. Blogs are better if you're looking online. If you are going to use TripAdvisor, look for places that have reviews that are all in the local language. Don't just go with one that's all written by English people, because it's probably not a local bar if it's all written by foreigners, is it? Pretty simple, really. The other thing we do, which might not be for everybody, is we literally will walk up to people who look rather friendly in the street. You know, people who don't look scary and offish, who are maybe you know, they're locals, we just walk up to them and say, do you know anywhere around here where the locals go for a drink because we want to get away from the tourist bars? And sometimes they just tell us, like, it's down there. Go down there, it's got a little blue sign. Or they go, oh, I'll show you. 
Yeah, people they actually take just a take test. us. Yeah. It does happen. It's amazing how friendly people can be if you ask them and go, I'm really interested in going somewhere where you guys would go. We don't want to go to tourist places. We're not tourists, we're travelers. And people love talking about that stuff. They're like, oh, there's my favorite bar. We go there all the time, like every Friday night. I'd love to show it to you. People get excited about that stuff. Yeah, it's As awesome. do I. Yeah, we get very excited about finding the local places. And you should too, because it's going to cost a lot less. Yeah. Anyway. On to tip number two. Number two is drink the local poison. The mm. local hoochie hooch. Yes, whatever the dodgiest, cheapest looking drink is. It might not be dodgy at all, but it will definitely be cheap because, yeah. you know, the locals make it locally. It's going to be a local drink. It's well, going to be cheap. You've got to give it a try at least because, you know, sometimes we've been to places and the local hooch has been pretty shocking. Like you go to Cambodia and you get a liter of Mekong whiskey for a dollar. And that's pretty much gasoline. That's like drinking gasoline. That's hangover guaranteed. It should be printed on the side of the bottle. You cannot escape the hangover from this piss. But when we were in Goa, we discovered Old Monk Rum, mm. and that stuff was amazing. It's like syrupy awesomeness in your mouth. And in Goa, compared to the rest of India, the alcohol is really cheap. So it was like 100 rupees, which is about $2 for like a half litre bottle, I yep. think. That's really good. And in Burma, also the Royal Whiskey that we found, which has a black label and says Royal on it, so you'll be able to find it. It was like $2.50 for a 700 milliliter bottle. That was really good as well. Yeah, I'm not a whiskey drinker, and yeah. that was okay. So good you could actually drink it straight, which with most of this horrible dodgy hooch, you can't. You have to mix it with something. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it is affordable. In Montenegro, where we were a couple of months ago, which is right next door to Albania, actually, two-liter bottle of beer, which they come in big plastic bottles in the supermarket, $1.50. American. So yeah, and that tasted okay, too. Yeah. Really good. Nice bottle of wine in Portugal, which is where we are right now. I mean, like a really good bottle of wine. You can get one for like 2 to $4. This is not like the local piss. Although no. you can get the local piss out of a box for a dollar a litre or less. Well, it's because here, because they grow so much wine, but they're not exporting it. So it's really cheap. It's all for the domestic market. And yeah. it's crazy cheap. So obviously in really budget countries like Cambodia, you get a beer on the beach for 50 cents. Even in expensive countries like France, you can get a bottle of wine for under $3 that's actually pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, local drinks. What do they drink? Are they wine country? Are they a beer country? Are they a spirits country? And what's the local thing? Go for it. Easy. All right, number three. Finally, public drinking and make friends at your accommodation. Yeah, it's uh, not generally as much of a problem to hang out in public places as it might be in say the UK and Australia and America where they get funny about you drinking booze on the streets. In a lot of countries, they really don't care. Yeah, you kind of get used to it in Asia. Just you drop into the 7-Eleven pick up a couple of beers and then you just walk down the street drinking your beers. Like, it's just what you do. You do have to check the law though because a few countries are funny about it. Places in the Philippines, they don't like public drinking very much. They don't even allow public smoking in some towns. Yeah. Which is really interesting. So Once again, yeah. ask a local. Yeah, ask a local or even check online. There's probably somewhere online that will tell you some laws. We normally just, we just do it and if we get told off, we get told off. We play the stupid foreigner card. Yeah, we haven't had any problems so far. That doesn't mean that you couldn't have a problem, but you probably won't. But then in some countries like England, yeah, it's just a no-no in certain places. You just can't get away with it. Anyway, yeah, so we often grab a beer from the store. So it's going to be cheaper going to the store. As we said, there's loads of local alcohol options in most of these places. And then we just find a busy square where other people are having a drink. Like in Greece, we just saw in the square that there was a whole bunch of guys quite publicly drinking in one of the squares. And we're like, cool. Oh, head down, down to the down. beach. Yeah, head down to the beach. People might be having a drink on the beach. Especially it's if it's nice. warmer summer months. People are going to be out. People are going to be drinking. So you'll, you'll see it. You'll see that people yeah. are out and about having a drink. And you're like, I should do that too. So you just go to the corner store and pick one up. Yeah, and you'll see other people doing it, so you'll know that that's a place where it's not a problem. If the locals are having a drink down by the riverside, it's obviously not a big deal. Just get on with it. Yeah. Go up to some people and go, hey, I'm foreign, and you know, do you speak English? How's it going? Want to be my friend. Do you want a beer? Take up a beer with you. Oh, yeah, that, you'll make friends that way. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> Although, perhaps, don't drink box wine that you stole from a party on the metro <laughs> at midnight Paris. in Paris. We that, did make friends that way. We did make friends by bringing cups 
on the metro <laughs> and a box of wine that we'd stolen and just started offering cups out to people go would you like wine? we did make friends that was very random i think we might be friends with some of those people on facebook we so, are we are yeah very weird probably very illegal i don't recommend that but it was quite funny at the time we didn't steal it from a store we stole it from a party yeah we don't, we're not just thieves we don't save money on the road by just thieving no there we, was a surplus at this party and that we a, were at, we, we were paid to be there. It was an expensive party. We paid like 30 euros each to go to this full dining, drinking, everything included party. Yeah, which was fabulous. But they yeah. had stuff left over and we decided we wanted to take away. We decided we hadn't got our 30 euros worth of alcohol each. So we took a whole box of wine from the stash. We were pretty drunk by the Bear time. in mind a box of wine in France cost like five euros and we put 60 euros into the pot for booze and food. So we didn't feel that scumbag about it no and it made us like the most popular kids in town yeah. when we ran into all the other guests waiting for their train they were like you did what oh, <laughs> why didn't we think of that yeah. <laughs> yeah people weren't going oh my god you stole they were going yeah <laughs> you guys are geniuses this <laughs> is crazy crazy but fun so there you go that's the sort of thing you can do obviously if you're not going to crazy parties it might be harder to get into that exact situation <laughs> but if you are staying in a hostel or maybe even a hotel if there's a communal area and there's people hanging around who look like they're a bit shabby like us and trying not to spend a hundred dollars on their night out then just say hey guys you know you want to go for a drink do you want to get some drinks here and we'll take them back to the room and we'll all hang out you know, don't be creepy and just walk up to single girls and go, I'll take you back to my room, we drink beer. <laughs> you know, don't do that. Well, you could if you want, you could, if you're if very suave. If that's your way. But lots of hostels actually have common areas that people hang out and drink in all the time, so it's a really good opportunity to yeah. meet people. And they don't expect you to buy their drinks in a lot of these places. Some do, some don't. So, you know, ask them first, is it all right if I bring drinks back? And there you go. Yeah. Anyway, that is our drinking tips yep. for today. As you know, we are booze hounds, as There'll we explained. There'll be more tips coming in the future on drinking. But right now, it is time for... Uh, the German story corner. Is that German? No. Oh, that was, that was crap. All right. Okay. Try again. I've got to get into character. I was a bit too camp. Yeah, hello. I feel the same, bitches. It's German story corner, yeah? I like that. That's good. You like that one? I feel the same, bitches. <laughs> I think that means goodbye, bitches, or farewell, bitches, or something. I don't know. Maybe. Or is it like both hello and goodbye? It's I, like a low bar. No, I don't, I don't think <laughs> I have I, no idea. I don't know German. Talk. Good to talk. Oh, it's good like talk. good day. I'm sorry, we're offending every German listener. And I know we do have one. We've got at least we one do. German listener. We spoke to him the other day. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we actually love German, Write to guys. us and let us know how, uh, you know, how to say hello and goodbye. Because I'm sure it's not aloha. <laughs> you guys know Story Corner is all about me messing around. It's, this is not trying to be culturally offensive to people. I like to do silly accents. It's fun. Camp German is a fun accent to do. Yes. Most people in German aren't camp. We've met lots of Germans and they're awesome. So why is, uh, is it Camp German story time? Absolutely no reason at all. I just thought, what's a funny accent to start this story? <laughs> right. And I figured, okay. well, hell, German's going to do. So let's go with German. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, so we're going to be talking about Albania. That's our feature destination today. Skodra in particular is a small town in the north of Albania. So the only reason that our local interview happened was because it was raining. Yeah, it was one of those just by chance things that happened. We were arriving by bus into Skodra from Tirana, which is the capital of Albania. And it started to absolutely piss it down rain, like flooding insanity. It was on the news and everything, but because it's a pretty old town and the drainage is complete shizen, there's some more German for <laughs> uh, German story. There we go. Everything was flooded. So flooded. I cannot begin to tell you how flooded everything was. It was like, like calf deep. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad, really. But anyway, the reason I'm talking about interviews here, which is which is already going to be confusing you, is basically this young guy who you're going to be hearing from later. Uh, he was sitting behind us on the bus for all the trip over from Tirana because he works in Tirana, but grew up in Skodra. He realized we spoke English, and as he was a local, he said, like, you know, do you need help finding somewhere to stay? So it's pretty typical for us in low season, you see, to just turn up to places 
especially because it's November, so in Albania it's definitely low season. We just look up a couple of addresses online of hotels, guest houses that look cheap, and then we'll just wander into them and say, can we have a look at the room? Because, you know, photos and reviews online for some of these lesser destinations, they sometimes are pretty unreliable, and you turn up and you find that, that if you've paid in advance and it's a complete shithole, you might not get your money back, yeah. and then you're sort of screwed. So, you know, we like to turn up. Plus it means we can barter on stuff. And because we just randomly change where we're going, like before we went to Skodra, we were like, are we going to go south or north? Oh, I don't know. We went to Tirana and then we're like, no, nah, actually we changed our mind. Let's go north instead oh, of yeah, south. Yeah, we did. We had, yeah, like, completely. Literally overnight. Yeah. Overnight. No, it was that morning. We were, it was that morning. We were like, where are we going? What are we doing this morning? We have to leave this apartment. Where are we going? And we just went, ah. Uh, Let's go north. Skodra. North. Let's go north to Skodra. Let's not go south. Okay. So random. We ended up doing that. And we ended up in Skodra and we're like, well, that's lucky we hadn't booked any hotels south, which was our original plan was to go south. Uh, because we'd have lost all the money on the cancellation fees because yeah. it would have been like 12 hours notice. So yeah, we don't always book in advance. This often saves us money. We turn up to the hotel and we barter for a better price. So yeah, or we book Airbnb. That's a pretty typical thing for us to do because Airbnb often has a flexible policy so you might not necessarily lose any money. Just depends, you've got to check the terms and conditions. And also Airbnb is pretty cool because you get to hang out with locals and meet locals when you do it. We've even got a sign up bonus for Airbnb. $25 off if you sign up with our $5planet.com slash air link. But there wasn't really any Airbnb in Skodra because it's a bit out of the way. No, but on the coastline you'll get some. And also, you guys probably know we house sit all the time. So that's often one of our biggest money savers. We did actually see a house that come up in Montenegro, which is the country just north of Albania. I know, that was so cool. Yeah. So it is happening, it's just starting to happen, so it's a really good idea to get into that now and get on trusted house sitters as these new things are starting to appear because there didn't really used to be anything in those countries. But maybe Albania will be next. Maybe some house sits will be coming up there. We work with trusted house sitters a little bit, as you probably know, and you can get 15% off with the discount code 5DP if you go to our link, $5planet.com slash house, sign up with trusted house sitters, get yourself loads of free accommodation all around the world, maybe even in Albania soon. Yeah, that'd be super cool. So anyway, back to the story. Yeah. It was pissing down rain, and this guy offered to help us find accommodation, which is sometimes dodgy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, people come up and everyone's like uncle or second cousin's aunt's hairdresser owns a hotel. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, uh, who do I trust? Sometimes these are scams. But one of the reasons we knew it wasn't a scam, or felt it wasn't a scam, is we used our traveler spidey sense. What? Which is something you might not instantly have on your first trip, and that's how people get scammed really easily on their first trip or two. But uh, you just you sort of get that feeling like, is this likely to be someone who's lying to me, or is there no reason why this person should be lying to me? And for example, he'd been on the bus the whole time, he obviously was just taking the bus. It's because all the bad people, they normally approach you as you get off the bus. Just as you're getting off the bus, they'll run up to you and go like, oh, they've got backpacks, and look, they look foreign. Yeah. Cool. Like, tell them that you've got a hotel. And that's instantly like, oh yeah? All right, sorry. Yeah, you just run up to us to advertise your hotel. Yeah, no, he was just traveling with us and offered to help us out. As it was pissing down rain, um, we decided, well, he decided, he's like, well, let's go to a cafe. He got himself a coffee, but we got ourselves a couple of pints for like $2 a beer. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> it's Albania. It a bus trip, and yeah. it was cheap. Pint of beer for $2. Not turning that down. Yeah, pretty damn good. Albania is cheap for food and drink, that's for sure. But the weather started to turn a little bit nicer, started just going to drizzle, so we're like, okay, let's go home hunting before the rain starts again. Yeah, so we had to head out dodging these massive puddles. Like, the water had subsided a bit, but there was still, like, tons of water everywhere. And our, our shoes were bloody soaked through anyway, so we just charged through so we could try and find this one particular hostel that looked up. And it was, like, meant to be 18 euros for a private double, which we yeah. thought we could barter down for a little bit, seeming as off-season. Or at least 18 euros is all right for that area. Yeah, that wasn't too bad at all. But we went there to try and find it, and there was nothing. It was just like all these closed gates, there was no sign. Yeah, but um, Taku actually took us all the way there, which was awesome, because he didn't have to, and it was raining. 
And as the race started to get heavy again, being a complete legend that he is, he was like, all right, I'm going to run off and ask some locals and find out where the hell this Refusing guest house is. Refusing my umbrella. Yeah. He's like, no. He left us with the umbrellas. He was like, no, I will charge into the rain and I will be the hero of the day. And he was. He was. He was. He was. So we stayed with, with our backpacks and tried to stay dry. It turns out the place had shut down. Yeah. It was like, maybe it was closed for the season. Maybe it shut down completely. Everyone was like, nah, it's not really here anymore. It's not open. It's not happening. We're like, seriously, they've got a website online where you can book online direct through the website. If we'd actually done that and put our credit card in, we might never have seen that money again. Money gone. So yeah, we're quite happy about the fact that we didn't book it. But we were then stuck in the rain. And the only other places we had addresses for were a good sort of 10, 15 minutes walk away from that which was like right in the centre of town, which is where we wanted to be, not on the outskirts. Yeah, so that's so, how we ended up walking into the fancy place across the street. Well, yeah, like Taco's like, there's a place just over there. And we're like, seriously, that looks that's really, really nice. <laughs> it's got this completely beautiful white lobby cafe area downstairs that just look really good. We're like, there's no way we can afford this place. But it uh, turns out the double rooms were only 25 euros. That's about 32 US dollars a night. And even had free Wi-Fi. It was quite good, your Wi-Fi too. Yeah, the Wi-Fi was fast. Yeah. And he only spoke a bit of English. And breakfast was included. Breakfast if we were ever up early enough to actually have <laughs> Which generally we sort of won't. Yeah. But, you know, we try. So we ended up in this place completely by accident. And Taku said to us that, you know, look, seriously, it's a shame. If you were locals, we could probably have got it down closer to 15 euros. There really is that much difference. They do throw a lot of extra money on for the tourists. And the, haha, you're stuck in the rain. Yeah. If we hadn't well. been stuck in the rain, we'd have probably tried and pulled the old, uh, oh, we'll go and find somewhere else unless you can put the price but down. But they knew we were like, fuck it, we'll take it. Yeah, it was so obvious that it had been raining and there was no way we were just going to walk off out in the rain and find somewhere else. So, and that's how we ended up staying there. He found us this place and it was getting dark and that was it. We'd made it to our ensuite room of randomness. They had hot water and everything. And that's how we met Taku. And we're going to be talking to him in our interview in just a minute because the following day, he was like, you know, I'll come and meet up with you guys. I'll show you around the city a bit and find you some of the local food. Which we did. Which we We're did. We're not turning that offer down. So, yeah, as you'll find out shortly, we managed to get a meal for three people in the local restaurant for four US dollars. Four. And, like, we left full. Oh, my goodness. So full. Yeah. And there's no way we would have found it without Taku. No, because it was some tiny little hole in the wall place that looked like it was basically a shop. You probably wouldn't even guess it was a restaurant from walking past straight away. Anyway, so that's that. Let's get on and talk to Taku. Okay, so we're going over to our interview from Skodra. It was a live recording on a busy street, so you might want to turn your audio up a little bit so you can hear all the words clearly. First of all, we ask Taku about the Albanian blood feuds. The story of Albanians, we are Illyrians. The Illyrians, they are the older people in the, in the Balkans. Okay. And Serbians, they came from Russia. So tell us about the Albanian blood feuds. So when, uh, you, if you kill my brother, I have to kill you or your brother or your oh yeah one of your family we say so I um I have heard of this before and it can be it can be years like years and years later you can cross the person in the street every day okay. you know Besa it's when I give you a word so I say that I do it yeah and I had to do it it's Besa Shiptari the Besa of Albania and that yeah so that's it a promise if you, if you kill somebody yeah I have to kill you and we are one more. Is this anything that is still today? In people city, do this uh, in, the, in the city now, not so much. But yeah, in the no, the mountains, the mountains. Yeah, that's oh, scary. I'll try not to kill anyone it whilst I'm here. <laughs> this could work out badly for my brother. And there's no time frame on it, is there? It's like you could, you know, you could kill someone tomorrow, or you could wait 20 years and then and 20 years. Yeah. And if you if you kill somebody and you go to Australia, you stay there. When you come here, they still or, kill you. Or if you if you. You have some brothers, some cows and, you know? Yeah. And the cows. Wow. 
So you hold a grudge for <laughs> yeah. a long time. <laughs> so if there was one thing you could say to a tourist to say come to Albania, like why, why would a tourist want to come here? A lot of tourists, okay, not all, but have some tourists that today they said we are afraid to go to Albania, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you say when don't I be afraid. Been, yeah, when I was been in Italy, and maybe if I say that I'm from Albania, oh, it's going to Albania. Because they remember the 92, because until 1991 we, we had the dictator, you know? Yes. Dictator of Renverhoja was being very, very bad. Yeah. More bad than uh, North Korea now. Yeah, wow. More bad. <laughs> and uh, in the 97 we had the, the war, the civil war. Yes. Not with some other place, but here in Albania in the 97. Until uh, 2000. The children in 10 years, he had the Kalashnikov, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, the guns. Uh, also, I had, when I was... When you were small? Seven years, yeah, seven, eight years, I had the Kalashnikov. You had a Kalashnikov at seven years old. Next up, Taku takes us to try some of the local food, and we get a surprise at just how affordable it is. What is the, the one food we should try while in Skodra? What's the most important food to try? Pilafi. Pilaf. Pilaf, it's a risotto. So we're in a small local restaurant right now in Skodra. This restaurant would only be open during daytime. This is just for the morning, for the breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast and uh, lunch. I think Thank around course. 3 o'clock, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Because in the, mo in the evening, the people they go to eat something in the big restaurant. And this is the pilaf, like risotto? Risotto. But if it's making like this, this we call pilaf. So quite a, a decent hearty portion of the pilaf and the, the pilaf is 80 cents? It's um, yeah, 80 cents. These pieces? This is uh, chofte. chofte. Or ch in Skodra it's a dialect, it's chebab. But yeah, normally in Tirana we call it chofte. Okay. And it's like a, a minced meat sausage that they cook on the grill. And this particular cheese is cheese of cow or sheep? I think it's sheep. Sheep cheese? So it's a fried cheese and what's the name? Yaf Tachkaval. I won't be able to pronounce. You know? Yeah. 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 I won't get you this know, right. Look, you, you know dark? Dark? dark. Yeah. Diaz. Diaz. Okay. Diaz. Close enough. Yeah. You've now reached next uh, Dele. Dele. Dele is cheap. Yeah, or you can say bad yeah. Bad yeah. Okay, I'll do that instead. They'll understand me. But yeah, they fry the cheese and it's really, really delicious. It's very salty. And in Italy they use it. Cascaval it's a strong cheese. When it's the older cheese, strong cheese. Oh okay. Not the white cheese that is fresh. Yeah, not like older cheese. Maybe one year or just like a yellow mature cheese. So kashkava, this is what we're eating now. This one, the kashkava. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So this and is the price. It's one dollar. Yeah, it's only piece. one dollar for um, a nice portion size. So three people, we can eat maybe with uh, I think four dollars. Yeah, four dollars. Four dollars for three people to have a meal in a local restaurant is really very affordable. And then just over a dollar for a beer if you wanted to have a beer with this. Finally, it's fun for a fiver time. We go up the hill to explore one of Skodra's most famous attractions, and it's also less than $5 to get in. One of our fun for a fiver experiences here in Skodra is you can go up to the Razafa castle. Um, it's an old fortress on the hill. It takes about half an hour to walk up there at quite a leisurely pace. It's not crazy steep, but it's a little bit steep. 
Originally, uh, it was first constructed around about the 4th century BC. Wouldn't have been quite as grand as it is now. <laughs> no. But uh, the Ottomans came and took over this castle in around the 15th century. The Venetians were here at one stage as well, yeah. so it's been built and destroyed about three times. And you get an amazing view across the valley. You can see the whole of Škodra. Also the lake, which is Skadasko Jezero. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> Probably not. It's a pretty big lake. It's one of the biggest lakes in the, in the area. Yeah, it's quite pretty. It has very green water this time of year. It's a blue turquoise green. It's mm. really nice. And yeah, it only costs $2 to get into the castle. Yeah, so if you wanted to, I'd bring a picnic up. It's a nice place to just hang out. Yeah, it'd be a nice spot to sit out on the battlements with some food and just chill. You can easily get to the castle by taking either the blue bus or the white bus that runs from the main fountain in the centre of town. It goes along the main road, it'll only cost you about 30 cents for the bus. You'll see the castle up on the hill, so you'll know where to get off. Yeah, a lot of the locals around here do speak a little bit of English, so they might be able to uh, give you a bit of a... Uh, heads up for when you need to get off the bus. Okay, do you know what time it is? It's travel homework time! Travel homework time. The homework you want to do. So it turns out that some of the lesser visited destinations, like Albania, often have just really cheap prices and very friendly locals because they're not as jaded by tourism. So yeah, Albania, Kosovo and the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, which are all in the same area in the Balkans and Eastern Europe, are super affordable, especially out of high season. Yeah, and Burma is great as well, and the Philippines. Definitely for Asia, those are the places where you get the warmest welcome and treated in the most honest way. So what we want you to do is jump online, load up Google Maps, or even our $5 Planet map, which you can find at $5dollarplanet.com map, and spot out some countries you don't know too much about. Look them up on Google, give them a little bit of a, a wiki hoo-ha, a wiki travel hoo-ha, what's, yeah. what's going Wikipedia, on? Wikipedia, just search around. You might find some really unexpected inspiration out there. It's amazing. Some of these destinations you've never heard of, they're going to be amazing, they're going to be cheap, and you're going to have so many travel stories because there won't be all these other tourists who've already shared these stories online. And blogs as well. Remember, there's blogs of people who have gone to really unique destinations that you might not have thought of, and they've written about it. So if you want to learn, go to the people who've done it before you. Thanks for listening to the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at $5dollarplanet.com. So join us again for Money Mondays to learn how to supercharge your online income. Or for Travel Thursdays, where we'll help you travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments, feedback, and $5 travel tips. So tweet us at $5 Travel with the number 5. Or email info at $5dollarplanet.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzy. Catch us again on Mondays and Thursdays on the $5 Planet. Bye for now. Bye-bye.